Welcome to Couch to Coach, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And we are live. Oh, we oh. are again. What a week. What a blooming week. I'm still buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. How are you wearing your medal? I know. I haven't taken it off. Medal Monday on a Thursday. I've literally worn it all week, even whilst in the shower, even whilst in my ice bath, even whilst um, in bed. And that's all I'm saying. So you're walking around a bit like uh, Jimmy Savile. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched that The Reckoning with Steve Coogan have you seen it? I haven't oh yeah I wouldn't either it's not the it's it's good it's good to watch but it's it, the stuff you got away with oh my um, god Any, anyway not, yeah moving on moving on because yeah moving on very quickly <laughs> what medal did How you are get you? by the way for the listeners I got the 36 the different combinations right I know yeah, so I got a, I got a like a bluey green like ribbon with mm. the green medal, and I thought it was quite a good uh, quote because we were all having different quotes on the it medal. Is. So th- this was this is a great time to tell our stories. Yeah, fantastic. They were, no, very, they were very good. The medals were good. I got a pink ribbon with a green medal, and I got the same quote. This is a great yeah. time to tell our stories. But I think the ribbons, the colours of the medals, and the quotes are all different. So yeah. made 36 different medal combinations. Yeah. So very impressed. I mean, we're going to talk about Manchester, aren't we? We're going to have to. We do it inside Manchester for the last 10 weeks, it feels like. So let's talk about Manchester. Let's talk about Manchester. Let's start from the beginning. Okay. So we'll start from the beginning. We did inside Manchester. We did 13 weeks. We did the training, most of the training. We had stag do sandwiches, stag do half marathon sandwiches. We had lax, <laughs> lack of strides. We had good sessions. We had Congleton half. We had races in the mid block. And we asked for predictions on race times. We did. We did. Um, we did that on Instagram. And we got some good responses. Um, we did, yeah. I mean, I will probably say the listeners who listen to the show regularly were more confident in you meeting your yeah. target time than they were in me. Yeah, yeah, and- they were definitely, definitely. That that, that goes without saying. Because if you look at all the all the predictions for me, they were all under two hours. I don't all think anybody, they, nobody predicted over two hours. So. The pressure was on for me, whereas yourself, you had a fair few people. I think it was about two people saying that you were going to get under 80 minutes, but the rest of them all predicted that you were going to get over 80 minutes. Somebody even put 81 minutes. I can't remember who that was. Yeah. Julianne Kettle. I'm going to, I'm going to call her out now. 88 minutes, she said. I know. 88 I know. minutes. That would have been, what, five and a half minutes slower than my two previous attempts. After a good training block, Julianne, hard work pays off. Hashtag. We'll talk about the results in a minute, though. But everyone probably right. knows. But well, I, I presume most people that are followers on Instagram probably know, uh, or even followers on Strava, they must know now by now that what what, what we got. Should we do your race recap? Yeah, we can do. Go on. And I am I am going to literally start from the beginning. Go on, so you kick up, us off. Up, up early. Uh, so I think it was seven o'clock. I got up. 
No, I no, it was half past six. Trump, trump you on that one, but go on. Half past six, I got up. Half past six, had me wheat bix with me splash of milk with me protein rebel energy energy ignite uh, in my in me in me Weetabix rather than me honey. Uh, got in the car, drove down, and I was going to get the tram in, but I didn't couldn't get the tram because I got to Sail Water Park, which is a, a tram stop. Got there, there was loads of people hanging around the tram. And so how far is that from? the start sail water park so it was about 11 minutes on the tram so it's not okay. that far yeah. so i thought I'll, I'll park there leave my car there get the tram in do the race then get the tram back and then drive home got to there like i say and there's those people hang, hanging around and i and i was just just stood there for about two minutes thinking people are muttering about something what's people muttering about and then over it somebody say oh there's a there's that guy from the a, podcast <laughs> no not quite <laughs> there's a there's an electrical fault at one of this uh, one of the other stations so it's they basically cancelled all the trams i was like well why are we standing around here for so i stood there for another minute absolutely freezing because it was freezing i had to clear i had to scrape my windscreen in the morning so then i got you, in my car you didn't do bag drop did you no no so i got in my car and I thought to myself, well, I'll just drive and see where I go. Then I, and I was walking to the car and I spotted these other people that were getting out of their car. And, they said, and then I said to them, oh, there's no trams. Oh, no, what are we going to do? Then they were not local, but they, they knew the, the area. So I said, what are you going to do? And they said, oh, we're going to probably go down to Salford Keys. So I drove to Salford Keys, managed to find a parking um, car park, which was fine. It was about a mile and a half away. Rang you, rang you to say I was here. And then I, I didn't, that was my warm-up. So I ran for a mile and a half. Got there, spoke to yourself literally for a couple of minutes before you were called. That's probably the best warm up you've done. Probably, you're probably right. Yeah, I've watched uh, your warm ups on training peaks <laughs> prior to some of these races that you've done. Your ten minutes that you're supposed to do jogging is more like six. Yeah, yeah. Strides don't yeah. really happen, so you might have had no. a bit of a. So you got a good warm up in. I got a good warm up in. Yeah, so I got there. Like I say, got there. Spoke to a couple of people that would that. that that I'd walked down with for the rest of the way. And then I saw yourself. You were there for a couple of minutes. I had a bit of a catch-up with you before you got called in because you were in red A, red, wave red A, I believe. Uh, white A. I was right. Oh, white A. Right oh, front. okay, right to the front. So you got called in. Met a couple more people. So we I met Libby. race, though, didn't we? We did. We did. I had my nice true sap- my nice true sapien t-shirt on with the logo that you're sporting very fittingly tonight tonight and for a video if we put it on YouTube. Yeah, look out for these listeners. These might be coming your way soon. Potentially. 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 Um so yeah, so um we had a very warm embrace, we had a bit of a catch up. Uh, I met Libby Manifold, who is a Stoke Fit runner, so shout out to Libby. Met Julie Dudley and a partner who I met in Prestatin that time, if you can remember when we mentioned her on the on the podcast, she came over and she uh, came came along with Alice, Alice Dudley. So spoke to Alice and gave her a hug because she is the person who contacts us about if we we're gonna meet up after. And then um, saw Julianne Kettle. So saw Julianne and her friend Kelly and then made my way down to the start. And it was absolutely freezing. It was absolutely freezing. So unless you did the you stunt. get started off in the end? I think it was about 20 past nine, I think. I can't, I can vaguely remember, to be honest with you. I think it was about 20 past nine. Uh, and started off pacing myself really, really well because you told me to stick, stick with a two-hour pacer. Couldn't see one at all anywhere. So what I thought is, we'll come on to how well organised I think Manchester Half Marathon is in a minute, but what I did notice, because I started in white A, yeah. um, each 
each wave, there was a yeah. clear gap between each wave. But yeah. what confused me a couple of times is I went off and did sort of probably about two miles, came back round to a turning point. There was a bit of a gap and then you saw the next wave. But they had paces in each wave that were related to certain finishing times but there was also yeah. the same pace in the previous wave so i was like there's the yeah. 130 pacer saw the 145 pacer saw the two hour pacer and i was like oh i haven't seen rob yet but then in the next wave again there was a 145 a two hour pacer and i was like oh so they've obviously put the pacers per finishing time per wave in the waves as well which yeah. is quite good but you couldn't yeah. find one i couldn't see one i saw a 145 and i saw a 150 but i couldn't see a two hour pacer so i thought oh i'll just try myself and i thought i paced myself pretty well 909 for the first mile which was pretty good for pacing for me because if, if you want to get under two hours is 909 second mile was nine minutes i think it was and then i started to speed up a little bit and i was getting really good momentum i think it got me average me average mile to about 855 uh, 856 855 up and down between there and I thought, this will never last. This will never last. I won't be able to keep this consistency. Mile four came, 8.55 again. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's not too bad. Mile six, mile seven, mile eight, mile nine, mile 10, 8.55. And I was like, oh, my God, I might do this. And I was looking at my watch thinking, I've only got three miles. I've only got three miles. And I never, for the first time ever, I've never, I, I, I don't feel like I hit that wall. And we'll come on to that because I've got a question about that in a bit. But I never hit that wall where I thought to myself, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to – I don't think I ever I – I never think I'm never going to finish. But I always think to myself, I'm going to have to slow down or I'm going to have to walk or reduce my pace. Like I did at Congleton, I reduced my pace down mm. quite significantly. And, and I was thinking to myself and, – and one thing I never do is I never look at the time on my watch as in how quick I'm going, as in like – what I'm on for like one one hour whatever so, I always just look at the pace here's a question for you which I don't think we've talked about actually before what data screens do you have on your watch when you're racing so what do you what have you got on your Garmin so I set myself and I think I'm going to do this again normally what I would do is I would just set a run and I'd have so you've got the the uh, the pace at the top, so the average mm. pace at the top, the average pace for that lap, which is mm. a mile, and then I think I've got like my heart rate, and then a an indicator of time that's underneath. That's your normal fun. That's your normal. Yeah, one. yeah. And then I've got if it's a set, and then I've got another one where you just got your heart rate on, so you've got your your, your threshold, your the gauge, your, your ranges, yeah. yeah. Um, and then if you set me as a as a pace, I'll have that on there. But t- this time, I thought I'm going to set myself on the Garmin. I'm going to set it at I think I, I, between a, a, a set pace between nine minutes nine. Which if you get under that, you get under two hours. And I think I set it to to eight forty five. Optimistic, I know. Uh, so I kept it on that screen, and it was it. You've got the red and the red on the left hand side, red on the right hand side, and you've got the, all that green in the middle. And I was aiming to try and keep it in the middle. So you created yourself like a little workout screen then? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and like I say, I was just kept going and kept going and kept going. And I, was, and, and I was just like loving the atmosphere. The atmosphere was absolutely buzzing. Uh, Manchester is one of my favorite, well, if not my favorite city anyway. So uh, I love the atmosphere. There was loads of people there, loads of people running, encouraging people, high-fiving kids, uh, loads of people giving sweets out, which I didn't touch. I'm a protein rebel, and I kept quite consistent with my protein rebel as well with the maple ignite. Uh, I think I had it in, in mile four, five, and then I had another one in mile 10. 
tried to keep consistent with that. I had my water bottle. So I had a, I did what I did at London. Uh, I thought to myself, that worked for me last time. So I had two waters. So every time I went past a water station, I picked one up, drank a little bit of it, well, half of it probably, took that one away and kept one in my hand so I could sip it between the the the, 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 the water stations and that helped me again. Uh, and, I, and I was looking at my watch thinking, oh, this is the, when am I going to start slowing down? When am I going to start slowing down? It went up to 8.56 at one point. I thought, oh, here we go. Oh. This is it. This is it now. This is a downward spiral. All aboard the train. Choo-choo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I thought, here we go. This is a downward spiral. But I, I regained my composure again and got it back down to 8.55. And I was like, last mile. Oh, my God, what, what's going on here? What is going on here? I just felt like – I felt really, really good. Yeah. And then came towards the end. And then and I know other people have said exactly the same. The, the, the Puma Nitro Tunnel at the end. Yeah. People ran towards that thinking that was a finish. Yeah. Went through the tunnel and thought, oh, yeah, finished. And then you realize it's another about 200 meters away. <laughs> so I sprinted down there, saw you <sighs> saw you in Go- Goonie Pie, as, as she's known on, on Instagram and, and, and Strava lead, um, shouting. I can't remember what you said. Did you shout something? Go on Tyson or something. I can't remember I, I, think I shouted at you, go on, Tyson. Yeah. But I'll tell you what got me. You looked out like you was having too much fun out there. <laughs> you I didn't was? look like a man that had been pushing himself to a uh, oh. to half marathon, PB glory. Well, uh, I, 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 being honest, I honestly felt the best I've ever felt after half marathon. I finished, yeah. and I went and got the medal. I looked at my watch. I mean, what I said, one one hour, 57, 22, I was like, that's never right. That can't be right. I'm, it must be a malfunction with my watch or something. But then I was walking around with other people. I can remember there was a guy that was – we similar, started similar. Now, I was passing him. He was passing me. I was passing him. He was passing me. And he looked at his watch. He's like, oh, my God, I got 157.30 or something. I was like, it must be right then. I think- 157.30. So that's one minute and 39 seconds off my PB. And I, I, honestly, I can't. I, even now, and that's why I've still got my, my, my marathon, my half marathon medal on. I've got an eye tab with it on, one fifty seven twenty five. That's my official time, but Mr. Driver says one fifty seven twenty two. I've got a PB for personal record, personal record for half marathon, personal record for ten mile, my second fastest or third fastest ten k. Um, but everybody I know has also got a PB. At Manchester Half Marathon, so I think it's incredible. I really do think it's incredible. I joke to say that you you looked like you were having a lot of fun out there when you came past, and you you know you you were having fun out there. But I was. If, if you look at your Strava from the race, and it was really difficult standing on the side to predict when you were going to come through and when you came through, what time you're on, because I had no idea at what point you'd started. Obviously, because you're a few waves behind, I didn't know what your start time was, and I was about probably about 200 meters from the finish line where I was standing, yeah. so I couldn't see the yeah. finishing time. I could hear the announcer, um, but you couldn't. I couldn't get a good gauge as to what sort of time you were on. But you looked really comfortable, and then I remember you'd finished, and obviously you ran with your phone, didn't you? Because you didn't yeah, have I always do. your bag drop. So it went straight through to you, Strava. So I looked at Strava and I turned to Sarah Clinton, who I was watching with. <clears throat> and I was like, he's PB'd, he's done it. And I looked at your, your time. But then what was really impressive, um, you got half marathon PB. 
you got a 20k PB, a 10 mile PB, a 15k B, and a 10k PB, right? No, no, the 10k was second fastest time. Second fastest, all in yeah. a half marathon. You're pacing. You started your first mile at 9.10, second nine minutes, and then it was all very, very consistent. 8.52, 8.49, 8.49, 8.48. Then obviously there was a, a little bit of a hill climb, uh, which gave you 8.57. But again, you then came out of that at 8.50, 8.54, And you just were so consistent with your pacing. I know. Your heart rate is lovely and stable all the way through it. There's no sudden climbs. And I think you've absolutely got your pacing right on plan. I don't know how. I genuinely, I've always said, uh, I feel like I'm rubbish at pacing. And even, even now... I think back to Sunday, and I know it was only a couple of days ago. I think to myself, how the, how how did I do it? How did I keep myself so consistent with pacing? Because normally, I burn off on the first mile. I get drawn up in the, all the emotions of everything, and I felt like I needed to at the at start. But I thought, no, I'm going to pull back. And nine minutes nine for my first well, now it's ten nine minutes nine for my first mile. I just. I just kept the pace. I just, I don't know what happened. I really don't know what happened. But even at mile 10, mile 11, mile and mile 12, I just kept thinking to myself, <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I can't let the listeners down. I can't let Ben down. And I just wanted to get that under two hours. And 157.25, I would, I, I know, and we talked about it when, when we first started talking about inside Manchester, we're looking at getting 149.59. I can't see that happening for another couple of years. 155 was my B goal. 159 was my C goal. So I got in between my B goal and my C goal. But I'm ecstatic. I am so, I think so happy. You should be as well because I think you've put out an absolutely fantastic race. And you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say this as well. Your preparation, we've joked about it, wasn't hmm. the best. No, definitely not. And I I do think there's more to come. I don't want to distract away from the glory because you know you've had a very very good race, but there is even more to come from you. I can tell. There really is. Yeah. But that you've pulled out an absolute, f- and I'm going to tell you this as well. You might not have noticed it. I've just, I've, I'm on Strava Go as on. we're doing the. I haven't even give you kudos on Strava. <laughs> I've you know not even noticed. Do you know what? I'm going to give you some kudos now. There you go. <laughs> I'm not just giving it to you on Strava. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Live on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I genuinely think, and, and Manchester is a really good route. If anybody is thinking of doing a half marathon, I think Manchester is a good route. I, I, yeah, it's the best. It's, and I genuinely say this, um, and I said this after Stafford actually, but I'm genuinely think now Manchester has been my best. As in my oh my overall favouritest, if that's a word, favouritest race. Favouritest? Favouritest, <laughs> favouritest. My favourite race ever, and I, I genuinely mean that. And I, I, I absolutely loved the whole day. I loved getting there. I know there was a tram, whatever happened with the tram, but that wasn't too bad. I got a parking spot. Yeah. I met you, met you. I met I met Ken Shenton. I met Sarah. I met Juliana. I met Libby. I met Lindsay from Stoke Fit. I met Julie. I met Alice. I met Alex Main, who, who also got a PB, I believe, of 115. So well done to Alex. 
I genuinely, it was the best, one of the best, well, I'll say one of the best days of my life, but it was really good day and I really enjoyed it. And to top it all off, like I say, I got a, I got a PB and I, 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 I genuinely think I could have got probably got quicker. I genuinely think I could have done quicker. I think I think you could I think you could go a bit quicker. Um, I think you, we've we've put in some good training miles. You've you've done yeah. that, um, and I think you know there's it was a perfect day, wasn't it? Conditions, yeah, was, conditions were brilliant. The route, the route is very friendly at Manchester. Um, that's not taking anything away from you, myself, any of the other runners that have done it. It is a very friendly route. Um, I think there's, you know, I would like to think that if you went there in 12 months' time and ran the same route with another 12 months of training, I think you've got even more to come from you because there's big mm. focus now. I mean, you've got, obviously, we've got the Manchester Marathon in April, yeah. um, but you are only getting stronger as a runner. And mm. this is this is really, you know, it's pleasing to see. It's it's a real a real testament to you know the consistency that you get when you're able to get it um yeah. and you know we're real people we we have things come up stag do's joking aside we have jobs we have all those <laughs> things that sometimes you can't always run you know that routine but i think with manchester marathon in april you're going to get more running in your legs and i think by this time next year who knows what could happen Mm. that's it then guys end of podcast I am now coached officially coached <laughs> he's done he's done end of but podcast see you later bye bye you can go off and be coach and I'll just step back and be couch I've had enough <laughs> yeah well we could do it the other way around from coached to couch yeah I've had yeah. enough running right so what we're going to do now is we're going to spend the next 12 months trying to get me onto the couch and putting weight <laughs> on and not running stop trying to stop me from running <laughs> I'm going, well, to go anyway. a, I'm going to go and do a Kieran Bedford and just run for snacks. Yeah. Talking about Kieran Bedford, we're going to come on to it in a minute because he's done really astoundingly as well. So, for the pit, we we asked Ben asked or we asked on Couch to Coach who what who predict. Well, I can't speak today, so I'm all emotional. What time did people think I was going to get? And the person who came closest with one fifty-seven forty-two which is only 17 seconds off, actually, is uh, Chris Moles. So well done to Chris. Uh, he did really a, a really good prediction. Like I say, most people, everybody predicted under under two hours. So I was happy with that. But yeah, Chris got 157.42. So thank you for that, Chris. It's like he's been watching your training and he knows what you're doing. I know, I know. He must listen to the show quite well. He, I think what I need to do now is... Every time I have a big race, I need to go on a lads' holiday the week before. <laughs> I think I think that that is the answer to all my all my consistency, all my prayers is just to go on a lads' holiday and get dressed up as Pamela Anderson and a bride and have a few tequilas and then do a race the week after. Perfect taper. Perfect taper. Absolute perfect taper. Anyway, enough about me. Uh, we there's two of us on this this podcast, so. Who's the other person? Well, <laughs> you. <laughs> how did you get on? Oh, I know how you got on, but tell us, tell us your Manchester half. Well, I'm going to start off by trumping your early start. Um, <laughs> so the plan originally for me in the build-up to the race was to come and stay the night at yours. Yeah. On the Saturday evening, um, but due to only having one car and Rach needing the car and stuff, that was not really possible. Um, 
So one of the runners that I used to coach, Sarah, was driving and she offered me to share the journey with her. But from Birmingham on Sunday morning, that meant getting up at 4.45. So I went to bed with a belly full of steak pie on Saturday (laughs) night at at around about 8.30. I was asleep by 9 and I woke up at at 4.45, which was horrible i'm not gonna lie i can imagine i'm not an early morning person i I know i've got two young kids but they let me sleep and (laughs) six o'clock's my wake up time so it's 4 45 was a shock um Mm. but in actual fact sarah picked me up um and we went straight through We, we we stopped and grabbed a quick coffee went straight through um no traffic parked at the um, worst football Boom. stadium I've Boom. ever encountered. Um, Old Trafford. For Boom. those that don't want to admit it, it's the best football team in Manchester. No. <laughs> Parked at Old right. Trafford. I think I think Salford. I think Salford United are better than Man United. Yeah. <laughs> This is it. This, I mean, you could you could argue that, couldn't you, really? Um, <laughs> so parked at Old Trafford and had a little walk to the visiting the visitors. What's it called? The Event Village. Event Village. Um, bumped into my uh, to to Tyson here. Bumped <laughs> into Tyson Fury. Um, he, he stood out though, didn't he? <laughs> bright yellow t-shirt a, a lady came and stood by me because she was on the phone for a friend she says I'm by a really tall man with a yellow t-shirt on I was like <laughs> a signpost to somebody and literally within like two minutes she'd found it <laughs> so well, it was me, like me and Sarah stood around um, looking for you and I just went here he is and all I could see, <laughs> head and shoulders above everybody else, was this guy wearing a fluorescent yellow T-shirt with Couch to Coached uh, logo put on the front. And must say thank you to True Sapien because the T-shirts yeah. they've sent across, which I'm wearing now, Rob was wearing at the weekend, uh, they are fantastic T-shirts. So there's more yeah, to come yeah. on that in future episodes. Um, but yeah, it was a brief encounter, wasn't it? At yes, it first, was. It because was. I think it was about half past eight-ish. Yeah. Um, and my wave was setting off at six minutes past nine, the white A wave. So I'd got myself ready, quickly said hello to you. Um, Sarah was standing in the longest toilet queue. Oh, it was massive, wasn't it? Known to man. Yeah, huge. Was huge. Absolutely um, massive. So I made my way through to the uh, start waves, but they were about half a mile away, weren't they, really? Mm. But I thought really good because they funneled people in. They kept all the waves quite separate. You had plenty of room mm. to warm up. So I did my warm-up in Tesco's car park. <laughs> I had another little stroll up to the starting point, um, disposed of my top layer into the charity bins, which are always nice to see for people that throw away their top layer that have been trying to keep themselves warm. Um, and off we went, six minutes past nine. And to be honest, I had a race plan and I pretty much stuck to it. Like you, I used a bit of a pacing thing on my watch. So I mm. wanted to go sub 80, which is a target that's been hard for me to get the last two half marathons so what i did was using the polar watch because i'm now on polar if you weren't aware 
Um, Polar has a, a, a pacing thing on your watch where you can basically put in a, a distance and a time that you want to finish it in. And it basically tells you whether you're ahead of that time or behind that time uh, by a plus or a minus. And it has a little man on the screen who runs, not not animated very well, but he runs. And he's either green or red. So you can see again, if you're ahead or behind, it tells you how far you've got left and it tells you what your current pace is. And I set it to go one nineteen. 59 and i said to myself before the race i'm desperate to break the 80 minutes i'm not going to get greedy if at any point i'm ahead i'm just going to relax and try and enjoy the race um, can i just stop you can i just stop you a sec go on i've just gone on strava for yours i haven't given you kudos yet either <laughs> i've just realized there you go i just done it <laughs> we support each other don't we don't we <laughs> We spoke after the race. That's what it was. We got caught yeah. in the moment, Rob. That's what we did. I think I think I commented, but I don't think I put kudos on there. Yeah, anyway. it's all. It's, it's all. It's, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not offended. <laughs> <clears throat> Ken, if you want to bring back the Ken. <laughs> yeah. um, so what I did was I set myself the target of running to to one nineteen fifty nine, which was roughly I think it's around about six six minutes and six seconds per mile. That's um, crazy. And I was about three or four back from the start as soon as it went off. So I went out quite nicely, said to myself, I'm not going to get carried away with everybody else. Um, and I just sort of cruised into the first sort of half a mile. Um, running just behind friend of the show, Emma Taylor. Saw Emma at the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was running really well at the start. and come on to her again in a minute. Um, and then one of the runners that I used to coach, Morgan, um, he came past me uh, about half a mile, stood next to me, and we had a chat, and I was running at just under six-minute mile, uh, 5.57, so I was a bit quicker than I wanted to be, but I felt really comfortable. I'm running that pace, and I was having a conversation with him, and I didn't feel out of breath, and the start of the course is very kind again, Mm. but I just felt to myself, this is going to be the day. Like, the sun's out. It's not windy. It's not too hot. It's not too cold, just nice. So I sort of just stayed with him for about another half a mile. And then he was aiming for a quicker time. Shout out to Morgan, uh, finishing 75 minutes, Morgan did, which was uh, 75 minutes and a few seconds, which was, I think, I believe around about where he wanted to finish. So well done to Morgan. Um, Shout out, well done, Morgan. He is with a new coach now, but I'm going to take the credit for it. Because um, <laughs> um, I was coaching you right up until a month before, <clears throat> and I put that into you. Never mind. Um, but what I basically planned to do was to go through five k's, and every five k, I've done a split on my watch. Um, and if you look at my driver, what you can see that is lap one, five k, I was five fifty seven average pace. Um, and I went through in 18.40 for the first 5K. Um, and my heart rate at this point for the first 5K was about 165 beats per minute average. So I was really pleased with that because I know that that's probably under or just around my threshold, probably not sort of the wrong side of my threshold. So I was coping really well. I felt really comfortable. Um, second 5K, I went through in six minutes. So sort of by this time, I'd, I felt like every time I looked down at my watch, I was running just under six minute mile, but I still felt quite comfortable. And the watch was telling me that I was at this point, like getting closer to being a minute ahead of the target. 
but I didn't, again, as I said, I didn't want to get greedy. So I sort of just said to myself, what I'm going to do is I'm trying to talk to myself all the way through, stay comfortable, stay controlled, stay relaxed. The course was very friendly and I thought at certain points I probably could have pushed on. I could have probably pushed on at the halfway point, but who knows what would have happened at that point. So I said to myself, if I get to the last three miles, I'm going to really have a go at it. Um, so I did the first 5K in 5.57, second 5K in six-minute mile, the third 5K in 5.59, and then I just sort of turned the screw ever so slightly because I knew I was getting closer to the finish and felt like I still had a little bit left. Um, about 12 miles, um, I went past Emma Taylor, and I wanted to shout out Emma Taylor because we found out after she had the most horrendous bruise a on massive, her leg horrendous bruise and although she had that bruise she finished the race in mm. an incredible time mm. um she was obviously i think quite disappointed herself mm. um but i just wanted to give a shout out to her because uh i had a little chat to her she said hello to me friend of the show emma and she was running really well and little did i know she had that bruise on her leg and it looked really painful didn't it mm, definitely it terrible um but basically came up to the last sort of mile and just thought right i'm gonna really push see what happens on the last mile finished really strong um did the last 5k in 554 uh, minutes per mile and finished in i think it dum, was dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. it's gone off where's it gone 7806 I've got 7806 that's madness absolute madness because I finished I can remember finishing and you rang me literally as I just finished across the finish line you rang me and I answered my phone and you said I haven't done it I haven't gone in the sub 80 and I'm like, oh no the podcast gave me rubbish this week <laughs> I'm going to be saying I'm going to be like really excited and you're going to be like really down and then you said I broke sub 79 I'm like what it was it it was quite it was one of those feelings at the end it's a really weird feeling it still feels really weird mm. it wasn't easy and i think no. you're probably experiencing the same thing and i think everybody that probably pb'd on that day and i think sarah who we were chatting to at the end uh, who, who was the one that gave me the lift she pb'd as well big shout out to her mm. in 135 so again another massive pb for her but i finished and i, I felt like i could do it again yeah, and you almost yeah, question bizarrely good. You almost question yourself to say, "Have I actually left everything out there?" And like you, yeah. I went through in a ten-mile PB, a ten-k PB, half-marathon PB. But I just felt like I don't know. If it was the high of finishing so mm. strongly, but I was like, "I want to run again." Like I, I've got more left. I need to do it again now because I think I can go quicker. Um, but it was it was an amazing race perfect conditions really well organized a really friendly course if anyone's looking for a half marathon and they want to break their pb this is the place to go and do it i think it's it is fantastic um so officially uh yeah i did half marathon distance uh was uh 7806 official time was 11850 because it was a little bit long the puma yeah. the puma arch throwing a few people out as well yeah. um but yeah just a really good atmosphere weren't there around the whole yeah. race 
It was. It was. It was amazing. And like I say, the the the, the medals were fantastic. Lovely medals. We got a can of alcohol-free beer, a couple of cans of um, energy drink as well. It mm. was. It was. It was really good. Uh, like I say, I've, I've already said everything I need to say about it. But Manchester off. It was amazing. Completely amazing. Completely made. Completely and got a personal best, mate. Here's to Manchester Marathon, which hopefully... Should we do, do it? Another PB. Well, yeah. Should we do... What's your target for Manchester Marathon? Oh, here we go. <sighs> so my PB for... I've only ever done one marathon. And I did say I'd never do another one. But I've been roped into doing another one. Uh, I got four hours 55 at London. So I'd like to think, I'd like to to get close to four hours thirty. That's that's my ultimate goal. Uh, it might sound like a ridiculous goal to to take twenty five minutes off, but I think training will start in presumed January time. So I just need to keep myself consistent between now and then to keep this level of fitness up that I've got. But yeah, I'd like to think four thirty ish. I think anything's possible, as I said in this show, and I think there's plenty more to come from you. I mm. think you could definitely go under 4.55. Mm. I think we need to get your training sorted out, which we've had a little bit of a chat about already. Mm. Um, we don't have to put any pressure on you and start just yet um, about enjoying your running at the moment again. Um, but I think if we can drive your five, 5K times down and enjoy your running... yeah. Um, yeah. I think when we do start that block, the, the lower we've got your 5K time, the lower we've got your 10K time potentially when we start the block, the more you're going to be able to tolerate those faster paces. If you can tolerate those faster paces at 5K and 10K, your easy pace is going to come down. Mm-hmm. And obviously your marathon pace is moving as well. So I think it's about staying consistent, enjoying your running and, and seeing seeing where you're at at that point in time. April, it's a long way off. It's... Yeah, but it, it is a long way off. It will soon roll around. It's a long way off, but it will soon roll around in running terms. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think you're right. I think I do enjoy my running. Don't get me wrong, and I, I, even more so now after getting that personal best at Manchester off. I keep, I'm, going, I'm just going to keep saying it. Um, PB. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I did. Massive PB. Massive PB. But I, I think five k. 5K would be a good one to, to look at to get that down. 10K, I think that's 50, 50 minutes something at Wilmslow, festive 10K. So I'm thinking of doing it this year. I think it's in November time. So it would be a good test to see what how much I've progressed because I got a PB there the first time I did it, obviously, because it was a PB at that, that course. But uh, And then I got a PB last year at 50 something. But again, Wilmslow Festive 10K is is a really good course. It's relatively flat. Uh, there's a bit of a dink in it towards the end. Uh, and I know that a lot of the combined run club are doing it. Um, so I'll, that'll be like an, I don't want to say it's official, but it'll probably be one of the first races that we'll all do together. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, so yeah, it'd be good to, to get that down as well. But, do you know what will help you bring uh, your 5K time down? Strides. I'll say before you do, I know what you're going to say. I've had people already talk to me about strides. Every time I see somebody, they're like, have you done your strides? Have you done your strides? He's learning. I am learning. I know I need to do them. seen everybody, he's learning. (laughs) But, like I say, 
stag do, not a stag do, but a lad's holiday before a, before a half marathon or a marathon is might be on the cards next time as well. Book it in week yeah. before. Yeah, week before week before Manchester. Oh, lads lads holiday. Holiday. Off we go. <laughs> Couch to coast on tour. Um, but yeah, but we have got something that I want to show. I want to share with you now. It's a, a voice note by the very um, charismatic and very well listened to listen to the podcast all the time. Julianne Kettle talking about her experience of Manchester Half because she wasn't going to run it, but then she managed to get a place. So let's have a listen to Julianne Kettle. Hi, guys. So I just want to say congratulations to you both on getting your PBs today. Um, Ben, all I can say is, well, absolute machine. No idea. I just, I'm just like, how, how? Wow. <laughs> and Rob, I knew you'd do it. I knew you would get sub two. And I messaged you the night before and I said, you're going to do it. You're going to smash it. Like, I absolutely love this um, podcast. Um, simply because, obviously, I know Rob from working at Combined, um, which gave for many, many years now. He's helped me with previous interviews for jobs. He's given me that advice, and I really, really appreciate. I also know his lovely wife, Laura, and it's just, it is combined. It's, it's a combined family, and, you know, setting up the Combined Run Club is, is brilliant. So I just wanted to say some shout-outs, really. Um, massive shout-out to Zoe for completing the... Chester metric marathon and she completed that and it was 16 miles of hard sunshine hard effort so congratulations Zoe and also well not congratulations yet but it is congratulations for even signing up for you know Natalie Larvin for the Wilmslow 10k and Beth, Beth Blair she's also signed up so it is like a proper running community and like a running family and you know it's great to be part of that um i i understand from the listening to the previous podcast my name's been mentioned a few times um and sometimes you know i've had my little whinges and said oh you should do this you should do that like you know shout out to 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 us non-elite runners that would be amazing like you know it doesn't have to always be the top 10 amazing well top 10 top three runners amazing all the time but congratulations to all them all the time because they are absolutely smashing it and i'm only jealous i'm only like oh that'll never be me that'll never be me up there but the way i see running is we all are in our own league we are in our own lanes we are in our own competition it's just us versus our own watches and that's how i view my running and to see other people smashing their pbs is absolutely incredible and i absolutely cannot say from the bottom of my heart how proud i am to see so many people smashing their pbs as you know um rob i've literally completed two half marathon races and two full marathons within the last five weeks. I did the Great North Run, then I did Berlin Marathon, and then I did Chester Full Marathon, and I've just done Manchester Half Marathon. Manchester Half Marathon was literally one of the hardest marathons, half marathons I've done. I, 
it was so hard, but I went out there today with a goal of um, pacing my good friend Kelly from Newcastle Staffs Running Club, as I am from Newcastle Staffs Running Club, and big up to the Newcastle AC. Whoop, whoop. We we all went out there today and we gave it our best. And, it was a really, really, really fantastic route. It's so flat and the crowd was just phenomenal and it was so good. And um, Callie, she she and her partner Martin, they came up and they, they let me be part of their escort in their car. And I was really, really grateful for that. Um, and Kelly and Martin, normally they run together all the time, hand in hand. Um, however, I was there to pace Kelly so Martin could just go off and do his own thing. Martin, he he actually had cancer a couple of years ago and he's not, he's not a runner as such, but he's joined Newcastle Athletics Club in April and he's done a few, I think Manchester was his third half now and he actually came in at 1.44 and it was just phenomenal for him to see and get that PB. Kelly came in at 1.48. I, <laughs> I actually fell over <laughs> at mile 20, no mile 20, mile 12, excuse me. Um, I actually had a massive stumble. I was tired feet. As in the running community, we all know that the last couple of miles, your feet get, you, you do get tired, your legs get tired, and you start to, you know, your form goes off, you start to slouch, and that, that became me. But I was very conscious that I needed to pace Kelly, and I was trying my hardest, even though I've got tired legs. and. Oh, not very well, but I still did it. Um, but yeah, she she heard me fall and she was like, oh my God, oh my God. And she tried to get me, and I was like, no, just run on. Just go and get that. You go, you go, girl. And she came in and she got her PP of 148, which um, I think she passed, managed to get 13 minutes off her actual half marathon pb anyway so that's really really positive martin came in at 144 but a special massive massive um mention is to kaza i know you guys actually um you 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 posted a special shout out to this guy in back in spring i think it was he came back to running after defeating cancer himself he only he literally defeated cancer last year so to come in at 145 a half marathon that time is absolutely incredible and i just wanted to mention kaza as well as for you know this is obviously all manchester based um marathon half marathon but you know a lot of people have completed a lot of races over the last couple of months and it's important to remember that you know you're not always going to have the best race you're not always going to have the best performance but it's all always about getting out there and doing your best and i know people that at the start they've been incredibly nervous about their running they don't feel that they can do it they, they, they don't have that confidence they don't they don't feel like they've got that ability the training hasn't been on point or anything but it's just all about that 
crossing that finish line and once you cross that finish line it's just everything just goes out the window you forget everything it's like you said well in the beginning of this podcast it's like having a baby you just forget it like people go on and they keep having it but there's no comparison to me there's no comparison to having a baby but yeah i do remember that um but yeah i am waffling on it's been seven minutes now so i am just gonna bring this to a closure because this is going to be absolutely cringeworthy to, <laughs> to listen back to but Rob said you know just drop us a little voice note that'll be fine rather than a little message and okay I know I've done it before and <coughs> excuse me I'm still a bit poorly but yeah um I think everyone should just get involved and just it's all about celebrating your wins and I think anybody who gets their PBs or, you know, smashes their training and stuff, it's about, <coughs> oh gosh, celebrating those wins and celebrating those little magics because it's magical, isn't it, when, you, when you're when out there and you're doing it, you know, you think to yourself, oh God, how many more miles? I mean, it's like, you, you, you're just in that, you, you just run the mile. I always just run the mile I'm in and that's my um, motto run the mile I'm in and just get on with it but yeah um I've rolled my ankle so I'm not going to be running for a long long time so I'm not definitely definitely not going to be on that Strava leaderboard so I wish everybody all the best for obviously <coughs> oh god I need to edit that out um everybody all the best for the the marathon um winter training season because that is one of the hardest training seasons to, to to train in the winter it's dead dead difficult but you've got to get out there and you've got to have that motivation and even though where you don't want to go out and you don't want to run you just get out there and you do it you just do it once you're out there you forget about it you forget oof, the hardest part sometimes stepping out the door so just get on get done get it done and just collect them medals celebrate your wins okay take care bye and I thought I could talk. Wow. Ah, <laughs> oh dear. She's, she's, she's a one. She's a one. I do, I do like her. She's funny. She is funny. Uh, but yeah, I've mentioned before as well. So well done to Zoe. So Zoe is my boss's boss. <laughs> she used to be my boss last year, a couple of years ago, but she's now my boss's boss. She runs with us at Combine Run Club. She did Chester uh, Metric Marathon. So well done to Zoe. Uh, Nat Larvin, I know that she listens to the show, and Beth Blair, I know that she listens to the social so show. So they're doing the Wilmslow Festive 10K as well. Like I say, that's going to be like a bit of a a bit of official club run with Combined Run Club. Um, well done to Julianne as well. Like I say, she wasn't planning on running half, but she went with a friend and got a friend through at 148. So well done to Kelly and well done to Martin, her yeah. partner 144. I just want to say, actually, I think with Julianne's voice note, you could. That was sent on the day of the half marathon, was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. You could sense her overwhelm enjoyment and the sort of pride that she had in helping a friend over the finish line. So I think you could sense that in what she was saying. And, you know, we joke about her being able to talk, but it was nice of her to send that voice note in, and we really appreciate it. But you could tell that she's really proud of her achievement. So, yeah, definite shout-out to Julianne for doing what she does there. And shout out to a friend Kelly because I can I I met Kelly the, the, on the on the day just before the race and she wanted to get sub two. She's at the her PB before that was two hours one. Absolutely smashed that. Mm. I looked at Julianne's um, Strava after, 
And I looked at it and she got 149 or something like that. I thought, Julianne, she's left her. She's not ran with her. I thought she'd done one and left on her own. But then Kelly got a 148. So she got a massive 30-minute PB, which is humongous. Huge. Huge. and, a, and another shout out to Kaza. We've mentioned him on the show before. He, he's he's come back from a defeating cancer, as as um, yeah. as Julian mentioned. He's done really really well. I think he got one forty something at, at the half marathon. So well done to Kaza. Absolutely fantastic. Um, and also she mentioned about like having a baby. See, I'm not the only one that thinks that. Although she did correct herself then. It isn't like it is nothing like having a baby running a half marathon and running a marathon. Keep digging, Silita. Keep digging. Yeah. <laughs> Still to come on this episode of the Couch to Coach Running Podcast. My shout out is this week is to you, Ben Russell. Uh, oh. Getting the getting the sub seventy nine minutes on your on your half marathon, but also for coaching me and and, and getting me through to a point of where I've got one fifty seven twenty five. Because this time last year, when I was looking at my half marathon, I think my PB was like two hours and six at Stafford. The Couch to Coach podcast is available on a wide variety of podcast players. If you like what you hear in this episode, please remember to follow the show and set a future episodes to auto-download. Our main objective on this show is to get people into running and to talk about running. We're two normal guys that live normal lives, and although our following is growing, we rely on you, the listeners, to get the word out there about this show. So please, whilst you're listening, remember to leave us a review on your chosen podcast player to help boost our ratings. Finally, you can stay up to date with all things Cows to Coached over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for Couch to Coached. We haven't got a listener's question, but I'm going to use something that Julianne um, mentioned as a bit of a question. Go on. So she talked about the last few miles having heavy feet and having tired feet and, and the form and the consistency dropping down. Yeah. Is there anything? Because I get that. And Hart Manchester, I didn't tend to find that. I, I was getting tired, don't get me wrong, but I don't think my form dropped and my, t- my feet were okay. But is there anything that you can do to combat that during the race, before the race, with training? Yeah, it's there's a lot you can do to be honest with you, um, okay. and I think the the biggest thing that can contribute to a good run form later on in a race is first done before a race. Right. Okay. Strength and conditioning. Yeah. And running drills. Okay. Are big things. Um, so like the A skips and things like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's one of those. It's very difficult to explain um, verbally over a podcast or whatever without looking into it. Because I could say to you, you know, go and do an A skip and try and explain to you that you have to, you know, over exaggerate your running form, bring your knee up high, yeah. and all this sort of stuff, and over exaggerate the arm movement with trying to bring your arms forward and get a positive arm drive backwards with your elbow at ninety degrees. All this sort of stuff. Go on YouTube. Um, have a look at A skips, A drills. But basically what running drills are going to do is they're going to strengthen 
things that are going to help you to run stronger, hip flexors, mm -hmm. uh, ligaments in um, your knees and your hips. It's going to help you with your stability. So things like your joints and all the little bones in your feet and your ankles. It's going to help you to get a positive um, arm drive because what tends to happen with people when they get tired is they become lazy. Mm. So it's it's like they might not be using their arms as much. The arms become a little bit redundant or they round their shoulders as they get tired. Mm. Mm. And these are the things where if you get tired, your form slips. And what running drills do is they will allow you to focus on where your correct foot placement should be. So when your foot is landing, um, foot you know through the the running motion, your foot should be landing under the center of mass. It shouldn't be landing too far out in front of you, too far behind you. So running drills and strength work is going to be the best thing for helping you to get a better running form. But like anything, it requires consistency. So it's not like you could say, I'm racing at the weekend, I'm going to go do some running drills and that's going to help your form improve. It won't. You've got to do months of it. Um, and you've got to keep at it and you've got to focus on making sure that you are consistent with it. In terms of what you can do whilst you're running, simple running coaching cues. Um, so when I was running on Sunday, and when I'm running most of the time, when it comes to races certainly, or when it comes to easy runs, workouts, it's thinking to yourself, what is the ideal running form? It's staying tall. Imagining you've got that helium balloon attached to your head, pulling you up so that you're nice and tall. Because if you're nice and tall, your airways are nice and open. You know, you can get air and oxygen into the body. Your diaphragm's not too compressed because you're not hunched over. Your arms are going to start naturally driving back. These are the things that you can think to yourself. And have a positive mantra when you're running as well. That you can say to yourself, look, I'm starting to get tired, but what do I look like? and just start saying to yourself like relax into it relax into it anything that you can do it's all about talking to yourself and staying focused because it's very easy when you get tired in a race or in any training run to switch off mm. and that's where your form suffers it's switching off so i think it's understanding what good running form should look like to you it's understanding what you can do to improve your running form to maintain that running form prior to racing and during the race and then it's doing a bit of a body check every now and then in a race to say to yourself what am i doing and that's where you'll hear people sometimes you might hear coaches friends that you're running with saying to you during a race come on now stay focused what yeah. do you mean stay focused i'm running in one direction yeah you don't have to think of anything what do you mean stay focused you should be staying focused on getting to the finish line focusing on what you need to be doing to have good proper running form and yeah. trying to go against your body's natural thoughts to relax too much yeah where the book again i, don't, I know i mentioned a couple of times on the podcast that just finished book by sean kashmarski he talks about that in his in his running in his, in his running diary i suppose yeah. that he does a bit of an overall body check and yeah. he works out percentages of how much of the energy he's got left and how much energy you can exert. And I did that actually on Sunday. Mm. And I thought to myself, around about mile six, mile six and a half, about halfway, I thought to myself, how much energy have I got left? Can I keep this consistency up? And I thought to myself, actually, yes. For the first time in a long time, I thought to myself, I'm about 80%. 
in my own in my own energy energy like percentage if you think about your, your battery on your phone i'm around about 80 percent and every now and again i would check and think to myself what percentage am i on and i can't remember ever getting past anything less than 60 percent mm. so it's about making it, it, that it does and i was listening to music again for the first time ages i know they say don't try anything new on a, on a race day i have listened to music before in the past but for the first time in a long time i listened to music with one earbud in um and, and before i started the race i put nine minute miles in and it brings like a bit of a yeah the beats so every time there's like the beats per minute and i can remember saying on the podcast a couple of months ago beats per minute and feats per minute to try and get your body momentum and that really helped as well because i was focusing on the music so that i suppose that's what helped me with my form on sunday is and it like says trying to stay focused and, and and having that end goal inside yeah. thinking to myself I've only, I've only got three miles I've only got two miles I've only got a mile just keep keep going yeah I mean you've got to you've got to have a plan this is mm. the big thing it's got you've got to have a plan your plan should always consist of what is your hydration and your nutrition going to be yeah um, I mean it starts before that really it's focusing on your your training it's focusing on your week into that like hydrating getting your workouts in getting a good shake out run done doing a good warm-up making sure you've got the right kit but on the race itself you've got to be thinking to yourself what's my plan hydration nutrition what time do i want to finish in and what pace per mile is that or pace per kilometer is that what does that look like at different stages in the race it's what does my form want to be if i get tired what am i what do i know happens if you know Mm. that when you get tired you start slouching over and rounding your shoulders that's your big you know uh disadvantage what you want to think to yourself is right body check every couple of miles am i standing mm. tall am i not rounding my shoulders off yeah. that forms part of your plan um, yeah. and then it's looking at where you want to be at certain points and now whether that may be that you break the race into sections what time should you come through the first five miles what time should you come through the second five miles that type of thing so something um, something similar to you did you broke it into five k's yeah i mean it's it's the first time i've actually done it where yeah. i broke it into five k's i was more looking at breaking it into five k's to have a general idea as to where i was at those bigger milestones but yeah. all the way through the race i was looking at paces so my paces i always knew that i wanted to be 606 per mile but i made a decision very early on mm. um that I could probably withstand six minute per mile. And I know that six minute per mile is around about my threshold. And my pacing per individual mile was pretty much consistent all the way through. Um, always floating around six to 5.55 per mile. Um, and that's the race plan. So form is more than just what do you look like? Mm. It's what do you want to look like when you're running? Because what promotes good running economy? What yeah. is your plan? Are you focused and mentally sticking to that plan? Because a sign of if you can't think about what that plan is, if you can't think, well, how long have I got left and what pace should I be going and all this sort of stuff, mentally you're fatigued and that's yeah. a sign that you're worn out as well. So if mm. you feel fresh-minded, and, and this plays into the marathon well in April, the, mm. the brain does really big things over a marathon distance if you're getting to sort of miles 15 16 17 and your mind is still pretty fresh the chances are you're going to be running pretty fresh so it's all those things it's more than just what do i look like Mm. yeah Uh, and and yeah yeah, i completely agree with the mentality of running uh 
it's only my seventh half marathon, I think, and I think I've grown into my half marathons with the the with my own mentality as well. Thinking to myself, right, okay, then, yeah, now I know what to expect because sometimes when you're doing the first couple of half marathons, you you don't know what to expect. And I can remember thinking, what the bloody am I doing here? But now I'm getting into the half marathons, and I'm I'm, I'm no by far nowhere near a point of where I, I want to be and how I feel I can be. But having that in my own head of, right, okay, then that finish goal is is under two hours. And having that, having having a thought process about how I'm going to get there, is I definitely agree with that. But I always tend to physically slouch. I physically, my, 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 my head drops. So mm. what I was doing on Sunday was, like you've already told me, imagining that I got that balloon through my chin, through my, through into the top of my head, pulling my head up, and that really helped me to keep my body up. I feel, and looking at the photos, uh, it, it, to be fair, apart from the end photo where I've, where I'm absolutely shattered, I have got that good. I feel like I've got quite a good posture um, for a big one. I've got a good posture for a big one. I've been told that a few times. <laughs> I mean, you, you look exactly like Tyson Fury and you run. <laughs> everyone watched the Netflix documentary to see Tyson Fury or Rob run along Morecambe Bay. Oh, dear. I'm never going to live that down. I'm never going to live Tyson no. Fury down. I'd love to see him one day and meet him. I'm going to tell him. Apparently, I'll be like you, and he'll tell me. Oh, I, don't, don't, oh, I can't do him. I'm not going to do his Irish accent. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. I'm not going to even try to do his accent. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Protein Rebel. Have you ever suffered with digestion issues during a running event? You're not alone. Research shows that 27% of marathoners and 70% of ultra runners report issues with digestion. The reasons for these gastrointestinal Issues are often the complex chemical formulations used in many sports nutrition products. They lead to bloating, cramps, and sometimes the need to run to the toilet. Not what any runner needs. Definitely not. So how can you get over this when the big brands use artificial ingredients? So Protein Rebel has decided to do things differently, as their products are 100% natural. They only use short, minimal, natural ingredient lists that reduce the chance of GI issues, so gastrointestinal issues, supports your running naturally. Products include Maple Ignite energy gels containing just maple syrup and sea salt, Run Easy Marine Collagen for strengthening joints and ligaments, and replace vegan protein powders. If you are interested in buying any of these products, we have got a special, yes, a special code for you to use. If you go onto their website and it's CTC15 and you will get yourself 15% off. This episode is brought to you in association with the North Staffs Roadrunners Association. Proudly supporting roadrunning in North Staffordshire since 1974. And this weekend, we have the next instalment of the North Staffs Roadrunners Association, Meerbrook 15K. It's a lovely route, a very challenging route, running up Gun Hill. It's an extra fast last mile for people that want to bag a, a fast finish and also you get a fantastic t-shirt so if people are interested in joining up please go to the nsrra website or if you search for meerbrook 15k on facebook 
you will find it on there. If you've got any questions, please don't hesitate to contact either Cam Rushton or Mick Hall. Start the leaderboard. <laughs> so, um, so for last week, we have got a few shout-outs, which we'll do in a bit. Uh, I've got my own shout-out, but I know a couple of people have, have sent in shout-outs as well. But for last week, from Monday to Sunday, we're in third spot with 51.1 uh, miles. Well done to Christian Prince. So, well done, Christian. In second spot... With 55 miles, it is Mr. Pat, Butting- Pat Buckingham. And then top of the shop with 60.3 miles. Well done to Martin Pratt. Uh, shout out to Ken Shenton. Uh, I know that he, we met Ken on uh, Sunday. He, he just run a, the half marathon as well. I think he got a PB. I was talking to him. I gave him a shout out a couple of weeks ago. He's just retired. So we had a good catch up with him. He's got the total running time of 10 hours 34.43. This week, so he's done a lot of a lot of running. This week, uh, from Monday to Thursday, in third spot with thirty three point eight miles. Well done to Jared Horn. In second spot with thirty five miles. Second spot again. He got this last. He got it for the the last week as well with thirty five miles. Is Pat Buckingham, and then top of the shop with a massive forty seven point six miles. Martin Pratt. So well done to Martin. Well done, all of you. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. It's I'm, I love looking at the leaderboard. I must admit, it's 158 members now. It's not really gone up by any any much much more. But if anybody wants to join and they're not joined already, just search for the Couch to Coach Running Club on Strava, and uh, you can join our little little Strava leaderboard and maybe earn yourself a shout out. So I'm going to do a couple of shout outs before I do my shout out. Um. Ken, not Ken, Kieran Bedford did the York Marathon. I know we've been talking about Kieran for a, a long time. He, he's featured quite heavily on the show. He's been building uh, up to this, hasn't he? He has. He got two hours, 57, 29. <sighs> Absolutely astounding. And he even says on his Strava that at 35k, he swallowed a fly. Why? So he, I don't know why. He swallowed a fly. Perhaps no, I'm not going to say that. Even when he's out running a marathon, he has to have snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Even when he's out, he can't avoid the snacks. Set himself yeah. up there, and he's gone out for snacks. <laughs> what did he get? Fly. <laughs> fly. So wow. well done to well done to Kieran. But he wants to give a few shout outs as well. He wants a shout out to Joseph Edwards. He got a sub two hour forty three marathon. Oh. <sighs> I don't need to say anything else. Absolutely disgusting time. I agree with that, Kieran, wholeheartedly. And then Liam Clay uh, smashed his marathon PB. He did it at York as well. Uh, I think he got three hours, eight to 59, and even did negative splits. How would you do that on a marathon? Negative splits on a marathon. That's crazy. Um, So there's a couple of shout-outs. We've got a shout-out from Morgan as well for you, but... I haven't told you this. I, I made it up. My shout out is this week is to you, Ben Russell, uh, oh. getting a getting a sub seventy nine minutes on your on your half marathon, but also for coaching me and 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 getting me through to a point of where I've got one fifty seven twenty five, because this time last year when I was looking at my half marathon, I think my PB was like two hours and six at Stafford. 
So from that, I did Stafford and got 159.04. And then even more, I got 157.25. So the coaching clearly pays off. I know you're not a coach anymore, so I don't really need to big you up that much because you're not looking for business anymore. But <laughs> the coaching that you've provided me and the runs that you've the, the, the routine that you've set for me has clearly worked. I've knocked enough. off. Yeah, exactly. Knocked off nearly nine minutes off my PB for half marathon. So my shout out is to you and also for being a good co-host and a good friend and uh, supporting me through the, the, the oh, half marathon. So getting all emotional. I appreciate I that. I was sitting in the car actually with uh, Sarah on the way back and I, I was looking, flicking through Strava as you do and I said, what, what have I done? I've given I've give up coaching. And I'm sitting next to her, who I who I coached to a PB. <laughs> I'm sitting there messaging you, who I've coached to a PB. And then I saw another, Sinclair Shuffler. Saw Sinclair Shuffler ran yeah, Manchester as well. Oh, PB. I'm taking all the credit for Morgan's PB. <laughs> I'm I'm just coaching people to PB, and I've just give up. Well, come back on the cards. Maybe, yeah. Couch to couch to coach to back to coach again. I ain't got time at the moment, but maybe one day, and I'll start off with a new flock of runners and see what we can do. Yeah. But, so uh, thank you uh, to I thank you, and I genuinely mean that, and I'm not just saying that because we're on the podcast together. I genuinely mean thank you. Uh, I, I, I never even imagined one of my first ambitions was to get sub two hours on a half marathon. I've done it twice in in, in twelve months. Yeah. Uh, so I'm chuffed a bit. So thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. No pressure now. No pressure now. But who's your shout out for? I've got a couple um, <laughs> of, of shout outs that I could give. To be fair, um, some for running reasons, some for not running reasons. Um, so I mean, I'm uh, Sarah Clinton for driving yeah. me to Manchester, keeping me company, PBing, um, training hard, doing all that sort of stuff. Yourself, PBing, doing really well, showing that anything is possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> Anything is possible when you put well, your mind no, to it. You put some good hard work into it, ain't you? Um, yeah. I think I want to give a shout out to Ken Shenton. Yeah, yeah. For non-running related reasons for Ken. Go on. And running related reasons. So we was chat- walking back to the car with Ken. He parked yeah. at Old Trafford. I hope he doesn't mind me saying this. 65, I think Ken yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, something 65. like that. 65. He only started running five years ago, mm. and he runs <laughs> a one hour forty seven, was it or something? Yeah. Half marathon he, was, he did. And he was he was telling us about his he used to play darts. He was on Bullseye and he won a speedboat. He won the speedboat. <laughs> on bullseye. I forgot about that until you just said he bus fare home. <laughs> he had some stories as we were standing oh, in the village. Yeah, but he did. I wanted to give him a shout out because he's the only man I've ever seen turn up with a rucksack <laughs> and out of the rucksack, end of race, pulls out a flask of coffee and a bagel <laughs> and he offered you some as well. I know he even offered me half. a nice guy. Um, <laughs> but no, my shout out this week is going to be, she's in the leaderboard. She's not very high in the leaderboard, but she's working her way through it. And that's going to be to Rachel my wife that I forgot all the time <laughs> because she's had terrible injury worries over the last sort of 12 to 18 months. She is touch wood, slowly working her way back through running. She's building up nicely. Her mileage is going up very nicely. 
um, being very, very patient. So the injuries that don't come back, she's doing the odd little bit of tempo work here and there. She's going to go and have a go at a 5k this weekend, but she absolutely loves racing. She hasn't been able to race in a very long time. And she's got a uh, Redditch 10k booked in now. So she's got a race to look forward to. She's got Cambridge half marathon in March next year, which is going to be the big goal. But And she's going to go and have a go at part run this weekend, I think I said. But she's supported me for all the racing. She never moans when I go out training. She allows me to do what I do in terms of the running ambitions. So she is my shout out. Well done, Rachel. Well done for living with Ben as well. That's my shout out to you. <laughs> living with the dodgy brummy lad. <laughs> No, I, I agree with you. I think it's always nice to see come, somebody coming back from injury. Um, and it's nice to see that she is starting to enjoy the running again. And, yeah, so well done, Rachel. Well done. And hopefully, hopefully you do well at Reddit. And I'm sure you will do well at Cambridge as well. Because I can remember, was it last year or the year before, you ran Cambridge and she... Yeah, this she is She was it. planning on doing Cambridge but couldn't do it or something. Yeah, she's just had a terrible time with it. I think since mm. our second daughter was born, obviously having a, a baby does things to women's bodies and they can't, you know, always return to running safely without picking up mm. different injuries. Um, and she's really sort of struggled to ever get going really since then in terms of getting some decent mileage or consistency together. Um, and in recent weeks, she's she's been, as I say, really patient um in in just trying to build that mileage up um over probably the last six weeks or so um and she's got some really good times on her when she can get that running going so she's yeah. being patient and she's waiting and a time will come again um but she's gonna have a go at redditch 10k in a, a few weeks time brilliant brilliant i'm gonna make an executive decision here <clears throat> because I've got to do the editing anyway. I'm going to knock Couch to Coached, uh, Couch to Coach, Couch Reads, Coach Reads on its head today because we're on one hour and four minutes anyway. Yeah, so cool. next week I will do, uh, next week I will do my Coach Reads, uh, Couch Reads. I have got something. I did have something prepared. So. You're going you're gonna to edit this bit out? No, no, I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to make an executive decision because we are so close. We this This podcast, this episode has been, Purely focused on Manchester half, which I think is right to do because it's such a good half and it was something that we had something planned for a long period of time. So next week, normal um, things will resume, normal features. We probably will mention Manchester half anyway, but we've got something to reveal to you. We've got a new feature that we're going to start to introduce either next week or the week after. We haven't decided quite just yet, but we're going to have a feature called Having Five with the Listeners. You can make your own jingle up if you want to. If you want to send us a jingle, you can send us a jingle. Dun, dun, but having... Dun, 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 having fun dun. with the listeners. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Jingle sorted. Uh, but what we want to do is we want to go back to – we want to give it back to you guys. So what we're going to do is we're going to be wanting people to not come on the podcast live, as in we are when we're doing it, shooting, uh, doing the video now or the, the recording now, but we will be sending you questions five questions for you to answer so if you are interested in coming on to the podcast and listen we can ask you the questions we can send them via email and then you can answer them we can play it via the audio 
please let us know. I've spoken to a couple of people, and a couple of people are up for it. So if you want to, if you want to feature on this ever-growing podcast, let us know, and you can come onto the podcast. So yeah, so that's one of the features we're going to be bringing in. I'm looking forward for to that. Yeah, for Series 2, because it's nearly a year since we started doing the podcast, so it's going to be Series 2. We're going to do annual series, so Series 2 we'll be bringing in. Having five with the listeners. Do, 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 do. Having five with the listeners. Do, 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 do. Also, I'm going to let you, Ben, introduce another feature that we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, but we completely forgot about. <laughs> so, we're going to... Give back, as Rob said already, to you listeners, get you more heavily involved in this show, um, and we're going to have having five with the listeners, and we are going to bring back, kind of bring back, an old segment, which is going to be the Couch to Coach Challenge. Insert jingle. Did 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 it Couch to Coach Challenge. <laughs> It's just the same jingle repeated. <laughs> so the Couch to Coach Challenge used to be where I set Rob a task and Rob set me a task. And we would reveal the tasks each episode and would go away and do the tasks. And we would give an update um, on the following episode. So we did things like ice bath challenges. We did things like Candy Crush. Movember. We, Movember. And we did... Walking Dead. The, the Huzzle. Puzzle. Oh, we've done that yet. Which I've still got. Um, <laughs> but we want to bring back the Couch to Coach Challenge in a different format. And this is going to be something that we can take part in, but also you, the listeners, can take part in. And we had a talk about a challenge that I set or I was in the coach reads from a book, um, which we brought out a couple of weeks ago, which is by Tobias Muse, which is the Go... Uh, an inspirational guide to getting outside and challenging yourself. And there was a run where you run around and you find certain things. And that gave us the idea that we will set a weekly challenge where everybody can take part and you can share your progress on the challenge on Instagram, Facebook, and on the Strava forum of the discussion section of the uh, Couch to Coach leaderboard. And we'll just have a bit of fun with a challenge each week. So this week's challenge is for you, Rob, and you, the listeners. And you, Ben. And me, Ben, to go out on one of your easy runs between 45 and 60 minutes. We'll cap it at a 60-minute time limit. So we'll cap it at a 60-minute time limit is to see how many pubs, public houses, drinking establishments... You can bars. Run, bars are included. Bars are included. Anywhere where you can buy a alcoholic beverage over the counter, you can class as a pub, bar, or club, and we'll see how many you can run past within your maximum one-hour easy run. And if you're interested, take some photos, and we will see who comes up with the best pub name on their run as well. Little added mm. bonus. So get out there or do fast runs around and see how many pubs you can go past in your hour in week one of the Couch to Coach Challenge. Sounds good. So, 
if you want to get involved in that, we will be putting something on Instagram as well, just to reiterate what the challenge is. And we will be setting a new challenge every week. So get out there and run past, you can go in the pub if you want to, but run past pubs and take pictures and send them to us. And on that note, a bit of an extra long episode this week, but like I say, Manchester Half Marathon, something big that we've been both been getting ready for. So on to the next series of Couch to Coached Running Podcast. And we will see you all later. See you later.